All right, hello, and welcome to not the role playing <laughs> exchange for once. Um, Who the fuck are you? What are you doing on this podcast? Greeting internet, you are now experiencing technical difficulties. There you go. Hey. hey. So difficult that, in fact, my ass from a different fucking podcast is here to run for you guys. Yay! So this what is Chris. We, what are we playing tonight? Well, uh, I should say this is Chris from RPX, and uh, we are playing "Don't Rest Your Head," a game that is near and dear to my heart. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> All right. So, as a basic idea for those who don't know, uh, any listener who doesn't know about the concept, you guys are. Uh, you can't sleep. It started like that for all of us back when we were Garden Variety Insomniacs. Maybe you had nightmares. God knows we do now. Or maybe you just had problems that wouldn't let you sleep. Hell, maybe you were just over-caffeinated. But then something clicked. That was when you took a long walk down the streets of the Mad City, stopped being a sleeper, and started being awake. But that click you heard wasn't from the secret world snapping into place. It was the sound of the nightmares flicking off the safety and pointing a gun at your head. So through means of just not sleeping for long enough, you, all of you garden variety insomniacs have gotten to the point where you don't need to sleep anymore, and it's kind of broken something inside you. Now you see the doors, and uh, now you kind of step through them. So before we, get, before we go on to there, let's uh, start taking a look at our characters. Let's do this alphabetically. Starting with who? <laughs> that would be Adam. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. Hey, this is Adam. I'm going to be playing Rory Kramer, who is a seeker and a scraper, uh, bartender and a lift driver, who is a middle-aged, paunchy hipster dude. And for weddings and funerals, he's the kind of asshole who wears a uh, patched-up blazer, combs his hair, and oils his mustache. <laughs> So tell tell us about him. Um, so Rory just can't stop thinking about working hard to get rich. He just works hard all the time. He's always looking for the next score and scraping up new projects in between his shifts as a bartender and as a Lyft driver. Uh, he works down at the Good Nomad Speakeasy, and one night as he was clearing tabs and wiping down counters, he heard somebody getting sick in the men's bathroom, which was a little weird because... He just shooed out the last customers and checked the bathrooms. And so, we'll stop it there, because that's, that's going to be your first scene. But, um, so you've already kind of described Rory on the surface. What, what's, what's beneath? Well, as a young man, Rory went to the best schools. He did all the right things. He married the right woman. He got the good job. And then, you know, halfway through his, you know, corporate-sponsored MBA... He just walked away, and he's been running ever since. I'm guessing uh, 2008 hit him real bad with the uh, recession. Oh no, he's older than that. He's a he was a boot. He was a uh, dot com uh, crash kid. Ooh, I yikes! All right, and finally, what is his path? Well, you know, beneath the insouciance and ironic love of hipster bands. That's that's for that. Rory desperately wants to get back to the right path, but he knows that door is closed to him, so he'll settle for a comfortable house out in the woods, 
somewhere quiet where he can finally bury the urn of his father's ashes that he's been carrying around as his only real possession for the last 25 years. Okay. Good to know. And up next, our next, our uh, next malcontent. <laughs> I think that's me. Uh, yes, it's Ethan Cordray. I am playing Josh Smart. Uh, I am a, a philosophy grad student. My wife is laughing because I've literally uh, copied this character as much as possible from a friend of ours. <laughs> this is what friendship really is, folks. <laughs> yeah, friendship is dragging your your other friends when they can't Friendship don't is taking a friend who doesn't listen to podcasts and making a character in a uh, game that's about insanity and self-destruction. <laughs> right. Uh, he's a philosophy grad student. Uh, he's been being kept awake by his dissertation. Uh, he Which is what dissertations do to you. Yeah, but especially this one, because uh, I, uh, Josh has, believes that he has solved the problem of the one and the many. The uh, <laughs> arguably the fundamental metaphysical problem in Western philosophy. And Let, he let's just... just... Let's just pretend for the listener's sake, the listener's sake, that they don't know what the one in the many is. I mean, so, obviously, I know it, and everybody else knows it. So the one in the many yeah, is, uh, goes back to the to the to the uh, origins of Greek philosophy, and it is the question of uh, whether uh, basically all of reality is one thing or many things, and how could it possibly be one or the other. And how could you get one from many or how could you get one from one? And uh, you get really far up your own ass really, really fast. Uh, but there's a simple solution. Come up, come up by one of the earliest uh, uh, Greek philosophers, Parmenides of Elia, uh, which is just that there's one. And uh, anything that uh, seems like it isn't just uh, one thing that never changes is an illusion. And it's so simple once you realize that. <laughs> So Ethan's playing the last equation tonight. <laughs> wow. Them's fighting words. Ethan's playing the last equation at you guys tonight. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> All right. So, um, Josh, what's on the surface? Uh, I am young, athletic, good looking. Uh, I obviously have a gym routine uh, that I do religiously. I also practically chain smoke brown hand rolled cigarettes which i keep in a small metal case uh, i dress extremely sharply uh buying fine menswear and fancy shoes that are uh appear to be way more expensive than i can probably afford as a grad student but uh, i take really really fine care of my appearance and smoke a lot oh yeah you're a grad student <laughs> <laughs> no like a lot it's weird for a grad student <laughs> even for a grad student it's weird damn I, I feel like I should apologize <laughs> to friends. <laughs> no, I, really I don't love... think that's necessary <laughs> just, uh, just unclear everything I've described except for the metaphysical stuff is exactly my friend <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't smoke so much as eat cigarettes oh, oh, so pretty amazing that's his madness talent yeah all right, and what lies beneath? Okay, so this is uh, less for about my friend, I think. Uh, I have mental health conditions, which I try to manage by living an intensely routine life. Uh, but my dissertation has completely consumed me, spiraling out into hundreds of pages of practically impenetrable metaphysics. Okay, cheaty. Yeah, there's a little bit of cheaty in there, too. <laughs> All right. And I hate it so much. 
<laughs> says the other <laughs> philosopher. Shut the fuck up. I don't know what you're talking about. And finally, what's your path? How do you how do you imagine Josh's story is going to end? I believe that I have discovered the ultimate metaphysical solution to the one and the many in the heart of Eleatic Monism. If I can express this, it might transform the world and open the path to human enlightenment, or at least get me a tenure track appointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of those oh, no, I'm sad. Other. No, I'm sad. <laughs> All right. Uh... And, and finally, Gregory. Uh, well, this is Greg. I am playing Nick Hargrave. Nick Hargrave is a 28-year-old uh, male programmer. He, him. Uh, Nick is a quiet man on the surface uh, who tries to skate through life. He's always there to help, always has a smile, always there to listen. Uh, his height and weight make him seem like he's just a big old teddy bear. He really wants to do what's best for others. Uh, he used to dress really sharply, but recently it's ripped jeans and video game shirts for games he used to like when games were fun. Oh, so he's a programmer. He's a game designer. That's why yes. games aren't fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So, speaking of, what's been keeping him awake? Uh, he's been crunching uh, on the latest game for his company, which is a AAA video game, a new survival horror game about trying to escape a mansion with impossible landscapes. He's been working 14-hour days and is the most exhausted he's been in his life, but uh, when he's at his non-working hours, he just reads books and is cold to his boyfriend, Julius. Yikes. All right. So, what lies beneath? Um, with uh, overlong, overtimeless work hours and a boyfriend who doesn't listen to him, Nick is at the end of his rope. He has tried his hardest to be there for everyone and work his hardest, and the world seems to have turned a cold shoulder. He is incredibly bitter and yearns for love and appreciation. Okay, and finally, what's your path? Uh, Nick is in too deep in the game, and he just wants the game out of the studio and onto shelves. After that, he's hope hoping to finally get the nerve to dump Julius and ask out the cute guy in the office who seems to actually appreciate him. Nick has spent his whole life living for others and can't mu can't live much longer on gumption and hope. All right, and with that, I think we're going to jump straight in with uh, Nick. Okay. So, Nick, it's about four in the morning. Julius has been out for hours. You you don't even want to think about him, really. It's just... Your days at this point are wake up, go to work, get yelled at by that sh your shithead boss because your code isn't quite up to snuff, even though you've been working 80-hour weeks for the last two months, and no one cares. They're not You're not being paid overtime, and it's just... It's overwhelming, man. Oh, yes. And... So you've just been kind of lying on bed, just crying, which is reasonable. I only had that breakdown. Yeah. That's when you see uh, your old uh, stuffed, stuffed alligator, Al. Could have sworn. Yeah, you could have sworn you left him in, uh, in your office where he normally is. Yeah, that's weird. Mm -hmm. But Probably I love fine. him. And uh, I is almost like, uh, I guess, since we're getting all philosophical, uh, return to my youth, I just reach out and grab him. When's the last time you cried with Al? Mm. Last week. 
So you just it, it's it's a recurring thing. Yeah. These past right. few months have been kind of rough. I believe it. So you just kind of hold you hold tight, grab on grab on to the to Al, and he starts starts feeling something kind of squirm. Yeah. And you hear in Julius's voice, "You're hurting me." Eyes shoot open. And there you are. You're just looking at Al. And <laughs> you hear just a slam coming from the hallway. Uh, I hold Julius slightly and I carefully get up and walk into the hallway. You mean you hold Al? Yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit dark out. You step on something a little bit sticky. Um, yeah. As you... As uh, you you walk into the hallway and uh, you you like hit an ottoman at your feet. The ottoman getting there. Mm-hmm. Look down to push it out of the way. Um, it's a bit dark. You do kind of it. it... Did you pour like Pepsi or something on it? It is really sticky. Get my phone out and turn on the uh, flashlight. That was a choice. Mm-hmm. And that's when you see Julius's corpse just utterly fucking mangled in front of you. His his uh, left arm has been broken in seven spots. He has a huge gash coming down his right cheek, um, opening up opening up into the into his mouth. You can actually see parts of his jaw. Uh, Nick pukes on him, probably because he's right in front of him. <laughs> That's reasonable. Um, so I'm gonna say this is a uh, this is going to be a thing for you to kind of come to your senses. The way okay. the way the dice rolls work, work with this is you always roll your three discipline dice. Okay. Then you can either decide to add an exhaustion die. Um, which means you'll be rolling extra dice, but you're also becoming more tired. And if you want to break reality in any ways, you can also add any any of your madness dice. Uh, I feel <laughs> like I'll do... I'll do one and one. Okay. I so you're like adding... Nick is already really exhausted, and uh, something's stirring now. Okay. So, now let's do a quick a quick little uh, rundown of what your power is. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall I read it? Please do. Okay. Um, literally, just the "What can I do?" section. I mean, unless you want to read the poem too. Uh, T is for Teddy. Love more than life. To shatter the world, show him the knife. You hold the universe hostage in effigy. Its name is Al. When you were three, Al was the world to you. No matter what, Al was there, warm and fuzzy, ready to be squeezed. He'd soak up your tears when you cried. He'd listen to you every when you told him every woe and wrong you'd suffered. Every girl should have, have someone who just listens, whose brown eyes were always full of sympathy, whose arms reached forever in an offered embrace. Even when you grew up and put all your other childish thing away, all your childish things, Al 
came with you out into the big, scary, grown-up city. Then there was the one night the city went mad, and things have never been right since. But no matter how messed up things get, Al is still the whole world to you. Only, now that's literal. And the world is also Al. It's like with voodoo dolls and people. Stick a pin in the doll and somebody's leg hurts. But Al is so much more special. Twist Al, leg, and the subway crashes. Throw him to the ground, and the earth shakes. Stab him with an ice pick, and a plane crashes into a building. Tear out his stuffing, and everyone gets sick. It breaks your heart to hurt Al like this, but sometimes the world needs to hurt just as much as you do. So, with that, uh, you you said you're spending one madness die. Yes. So, what are you, you trying to do with Teddy here, with Al? Um... I feel like this is a this is kind of a flight thing. So this is like Nick just coming into his madness talent. Oh, so sure. Nick Nick knows he needs to get away. So I think he is going to kind of again hug Al really tightly, both as also a literal psychosomatic reaction to seeing something absolutely beyond horrifying. Uh, and is trying to use that to break down a wall so he can escape because he feels like he can't leave that way. Okay, so uh, roll th- roll three uh, the three discipline, one exhaustion, and one madness. Uh, I'm going to say that this is three pain on my end. Okay. And for the listeners, we are looking for anything lower than a three, and for me, that is three dice. Okay. Uh, uh, two discipline and one of my madness dice. All right, and what is what is the high high number there? Uh, my height is a five. And is that with uh, madness? Uh, is that with exhaustion or discipline? That's my discipline die. Okay, so um, I got one success, so you beat me. But cool. uh, with my pain, I rolled a six, which means pain dominates. Oh, good. When pain dominates, um, I get to uh, do some jank shit. Great. Um, I can either uh, cause you to trigger. Uh, to have a fight or flight response, or I can make, make you more tired. Okay. In this case, I think the flight, fight or flight response is the one that makes the most sense. Yes. But what happens here is you see Julius's mangled corpse, and you squeeze Al tight, and his corpse starts compacting in on itself. Oh, great. And you know, deep down inside, that you're doing this. So, uh, fight or flight? Flight. All right, go ahead and make that. Go ahead and mark that on me, on there for you. And uh, you have one of four doors you can go through. Um. So one question: We were supposed to split fight and flight into um. In three between the two. So Correct. am I maxing out my flight? Because I put two two checks into flight. Um, I would say that would be you have one. Uh, yeah, you have two point. You have two fl- flight marks, one flight mark. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can only use you can only use flight twice until you have to straight up punch somebody. I do. Wanna oh, po- I do want to point out you can always choose to have all of your mar- all of your boxes in one thing and just have no flight response or no flight response. That's amusing. Yeah, you're just a crazy motherfucker then. So essentially, the next time you give me the choice, I still have a choice between fight or flight. Correct. But if I choose flight, I have to do fight next time you activate it. Exactly. 
Uh, and I guess my final question is, since I used an exhaustion die, do I now mark that I have one exhaustion? Correct. Okay. Uh, he is going to... Uh, reflective of the Halo of the Sun t-shirt he's currently wearing, except it's a different game, uh, Nick is going to try to run into the bathroom. Okay. Um, as you run into the bathroom, you do see that the uh, bathscape is ready to go, as well as... Um, you could probably get off on, onto your fire escape. Yeah, fire escape sounds about right. Okay. It, it is dark as shit out here, and you could have sworn you were only on the third story before. But now you appear to be about 20 f- flights up. Excuse me. Come again. <laughs> it's madness, man. So yeah. You make it. You make it out of the window. You realize before that you didn't have a brick wall, but this you just walked through. Uh, just got out onto a uh, brick brick building. So you can either try to go down twenty flights, or you can try going up. It looks like you're probably about four flights up. Nick is starting to sense something's wrong, so he's actually going to go up. All right. And with that, let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's go with Josh. All right. All right, let's see. So what's going on, Josh? What is, what, what is happening right now? I'm walking the streets. Uh, it is uh, 2 a.m. Uh, I like to take a walk around this time of night, most nights, to uh, sort of uh, take a little break from writing. Um, get my thoughts back in order and uh, process what I've just written and see if there are any little tweaks. I got run run it back over and over in my head. Um, I think, I think my, my paragraph at the beginning of this section mm-hmm. probably be tightened up a little bit. I am uh, smoking, lighting a cigarette. <laughs> The worst part about late-night late dissertation sessions is your brain is still on fire, but your body is dying. <laughs> like, you, you, know, you know what you need to do next, but just even pulling out a cigarette at this point has been difficult. Like, you haven't eaten maybe in 12 hours, you're shaking, you're probably hypoglycemic at the moment. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I... I... All that protein powder I take after my, uh, I eat after my, uh, late afternoon workout, um, is, it doesn't hold up this long. Yeah. So you're just sort of, uh, absentmindedly, like, starting to light the cigarette, maybe thinking about running to McDonald's or something, just grabbing something to eat. Mm. Um, and just take a, take a few drags. <sighs> so, what is, uh, what what is the most interesting thing you thought of tonight? Well, um, I sort of realized that um, so there's only a few sections of uh, Parnides' main work that actually survive in fragments, uh, and uh, probably linguistically, I mean, I'm not an expert in uh, pre-Socratic ancient Greek, uh, but from my studies so far, I think we could reconstruct some of the lines there. It actually really helped me to uh, 
work through my section on uh, the monad and the uh, the reason why why parts are impossible. I mean, that's definitely an interesting way of looking at it, but you have to keep in mind whether or not you're going to think about Ionic or Homeric Greek, or is possibly even Attic Greek if we're going that far back. Yeah, the Iliad dialect like really has some issues. Uh, it makes it very difficult to translate for some of these things. It's one of the reason reasons the, the that school's been neglected so badly. Um, Zeno's way more um, way more uh, accessible than Parmenides is. Have you ever thought about maybe going back to looking at the Tractatus, uh, seeing if you can pull something from Wittgenstein? There's a, there's definitely a lot of overlap between uh, this sort of idea of the monad and uh, the idea of creating an ultimate language. Yeah, By the way, the, what's that uh, smell? What? Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 what is that? It kind of smells like burning hair. Ooh. Uh, look around. Does it appear to be... Any, oh shit, your hand is on fire! Oh. What the fuck? Uh, I just wow. looked down on it uh, wordlessly. Uh, I don't even the make it sound. The most normal thing to happen to all three of us. As I watch uh, my hand burn, I, I don't even like make a sound or anything. It's the pain is excruciating. I think. You know, it, would probably, it would probably help if you put it out. I, I'm going to try. Just, just saying that. Just saying that as a friend. Yeah, I tried to uh, to to wipe it out on my on my uh, my sleeve. Uh, you wipe it. you wipe the fire on onto your sleeve, and it wipes onto your other sleeve. Yeah. yeah. Good job. I strip my jacket off. Throw it down. Uh, uh the jacket starts crawling towards you. Hmm. What? Oh, that's less than great. Okay. How are the people in the McDonald's reacting to this? Homeboy hasn't even made it to McDonald's yet. I'm going to just stand there, stare at my jacket as it crawls toward me, and see what it does. What? I'm going to wait for wait for something to happen. Um. Well, it starts trying to crawl up up you. Yeah, I'll I'll just uh, I'll just let it. Oh God! <laughs> um, it crawls up you, not unlike a slug. You actually oh, feel God. the burn going up your leg. Um, in the very like, it starts wrapping around your head, and that's mm. when you just hear in the here through the world fires. I will burn the truth into you. Yeah, I I'm ready. <laughs> Shit, man. This took a really early turn. That's what this did. An early turn. It's almost like you're insomniacs who are experiencing horrible hallucinations. <laughs> Weird. Almost? Or just? Oh, well. Speak the words and the truth will be there. I say that there is no jacket. And there is no fire. I dispute Heraclitus. The universe cannot contain fire by its very nature. Nor, therefore, can my hand be damaged or any other part of my body. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that is 
easily a rank five madness check. <laughs> Holy fuck. Alright, how oh, do I do this? There is no fire, bitches. How do I do this again? How's the, how's the roll work? Okay, so um, you always have an option of making yourself more exhausted, which gives you an extra exhaustion point, mm-hmm. which gives you more dice to work with. You always roll your three dice, your three discipline yeah. dice, okay. and then you roll however many madness dice I tell you to roll. Okay, so I roll five madness dice here? You roll five madness dice and three discipline dice. You can gotcha. also add an exhaustion if you want. I'm not going to. I'm just going to see how this medicine and uh, discipline work. Okay, so it's uh, threes and below, right? Threes and below are your successes. I have two successes. My high die is a six, which I have on both my madness die and my discipline die. Okay, Uh, what's your next highest die? Uh, then I have a five on my madness. Okay. Well, um, this was a pretty fucking crazy thing you just did, so I'm rolling five pain. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. How many successes did you say you had again? Two. <laughs> okay. So, um, I got four successes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which means pain dominates. Um, I'm going to say as you. Uh, try to speak it out of existence. Um, the your voice becomes muffled, and it just wraps around you a little bit more. <laughs> and you realize, oh, right, oxygen is kind of a thing humans need. <laughs> so uh, you you gain another point of exhaustion. Okay, um, sure. I'm doing a thing here, also called uh, creating coins. Um, Casting shadows. Mm-hmm. Every single time pain dominates, I get to put a, I get to like make a little extra currency thing here. Okay. Where, where if uh, I, w- I want you to just fail at a roll, I just and you roll well, and I'm like, no, you failed. Gotcha. But when that happens, you also get a, a coin of hope, which is fun to work with on your end. Okay. Think of them as like fudge dice. Uh, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, um, you've got a burning jacket wrapped around your. You're, yeah. uh, well, uh, magic didn't work, so let's just try to struggle to just pull it off of me. Sure. Um, as you're doing this, uh, I'm going to just do a GM fiat right here. You're you're struggling like by like moving around while you're pulling it off, uh-huh. and that's when you trip and fall down a manhole. <laughs> now up next is Rory. Yeah. So you know, that's just a lot. A lot going on right now. Yeah, man, you've you've had it rough. It's just the last two that that herbal life thing didn't work out. Then there was the uh private traders that you tried uh hooking up with. They asked for that big investment initially, that was rough, and now here you are closing the only person on the fucking three three in the morning. You know, you know it Rebecca, is what it is. Rebecca said she was going to help you with this, but of course she had to leave early. She always does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... That's, it's up to you, man. Like, you're the one who always lets her. Mm. She lets me bum cigarettes and sucks my cock sometimes. It's probably worth it. Maybe it's not. Classy. Probably not. 
Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. Cleaning up, wiping down the bar, closing the tills, clearing the tabs, filing the credit cards from the drunks that will come back and get them eventually. Mm-hmm. And that's when you hear the sound of someone throwing up in the men's room. God damn it. I thought I... No. I totally cleared everybody out. That's weird. You you know how drunks can get. Sometimes they can get wily. Yeah. I go out from behind the long oak bar, the deliciously smells of old oak bar, and knock on the dumbass door with its big M and, you know brightly painted dude in a suit. Hey! Aim for the toilet, you asshole! (laughs) Come on, man. It's way past closing time. You need to get out of here. Come on, dude. Just what? rinse your mouth out and get out of here. I'll clean it up. Just so fucking disappointed with your life. So yeah. Uh, they just keep puking. Door's unlocked, at least. Come on, man. You've been in there for like ten minutes. It can't be that bad. Uh, I I will throw your ass out. Uh, That's when it sounds like one of the toilet bowls explodes. The fuck. Alright. I I go to open the door and it's... The handle's locked? Which is really weird because this handle doesn't lock. That's new. Um, Start shaking it. Finally just Say fuck it and kick in the door. We'll take it out of your uh, paycheck again. Whatever. And that's when you walk inside. The uh, wall mirror appears to be have been broken from the inside out. And there is a man hanging outside of one of the broken pieces, one of the larger pieces, it appears to be vomiting up fish. What? Just, you know. Like you do. Silvery little flickering fish that swim right back into the mirror. I just stand there blinking for a second. The true insomniac response to anything. I'm not this high, and you're not that cute. Get the fuck out of my bar. Hold up. Almost up. I just got up. (laughs) And the guy coughs up what appears to be a giant golden coin. Looks at you. I'll be out of your hair. And just sort of 
crawls back into the broken uh, mirror. So, what do you do? Did you leave the coin? Yeah. I look at the coin for a long time. That... That looks mighty heavy. I mean, is it gold? Copper? You don't know. You're not a numismatic. Finally, the allure of what's got to be like two pounds of metal just completely overtakes Rory's disgust. And he just grabs the coin and rushes it out to the bar sink and starts, like, frantically cleaning it. Oh, it smells awful. Don't fucking care. It's made of gold. Could be. It's heavy. Um, it looks like it's molding in your hand a little bit. What the fuck? Yeah, this is solid fucking gold. Alright. Okay. Okay. There's gotta be more in there. Fuck. <laughs> yeah? So oh, you... fuck. I, I've got to get me more of these. This could be it. This could be the ticket. Could be? Oh my god. I don't know how we make gold smell bad. I don't care. I can melt it down. It's like covering it in vomit. Enough borax fixes almost everything. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do? He gets it under control. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Right. And he puts it in his late model Camry. In the back, in the way back, in the trunk. Right. And he starts driving, heading back towards his apartment. He's going to go knock on a window. Not a window, a mirror. He's going to go knock on a mirror. He's got to figure out if he can get in there and get more of these. He gets home, drags his stanky ass piece of gold up, 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 up to his apartment. It's a freaking walk up four flights of stairs. He gets into his loft apartment with his fucking futon chair. Oh, hey, your cat died. Eh, it's another one. He just didn't even notice. He goes to the only, like, next, next to the place where he keeps the art of his dad's ashes. It's a big bar mirror. Up on the fireplace lintel. It's this weird ass piece of oak lintel that was left here as a faux fireplace. He just leaned into it. It's a stack of wood in it. And it's and it's burning. But it's blue. Whatever. He doesn't even care. And he looks right in the mirror. He says, Hey fish dude, where's my fucking money? So he's just screaming, hey, fish dude, where's my money? Yes. That was enough to pay for damage. The, the fish dude shows up? Oh, shit. No, you just heard that. If you want, if you want anything else, you're going to have to make a roll. Hell yeah, I am. 
Um, All right. So the way I'm the way I'm saying this, you can talk with one to two. You can do something with three to four. You can jump straight through, uh, going full madness. He's not quite ready to jump straight through. He wants to learn a little bit more. Find out if this is the way he's going to make his fortune. He goes, Fishin, where'd you find those coins? I got to get more of those, man. Those, those look great. All right, so you're talking. I'm going to say that's two madness. Keep in mind, you can always decide to make yourself more exhausted to give yourself more dice. Um, How much pain are we talking about here? Or do I have to say how much I'm rolling before you'll tell me that? There's not going to be a lot of pain in this one. We're talking okay. like two, two pain. All right, well, I'll roll my discipline in uh, two madness dice. We're, we're talking I'm on a boat level of pain. <laughs> I'm on a boat? Mm-hmm. All right, so, yeah. Um, only one success on madness and five high. Okay, and uh, which... Uh, discipline is that um, is it discipline or madness that's high it was discipline high discipline high okay I got one success on pain and five high on my end what's your next highest die uh, four okay so in this case I'm gonna say ties go to you mm-hmm. uh, fish dude shows up he's like what I that was enough to pay for the damages no no no, no. I, I'll deal with the bar you don't worry about the bar I gotta know, where did you find that coin, man? I need a way out of this life, and if I can get more of those coins, I can make it happen. I got it at the bazaar. Um, Though, I don't know if you can afford it. What kind of work does it need? I already worked three jobs. Hmm. Tell you what. You get over here somehow. Meet me at the bazaar. Tell them you're looking for the keeper of the Tain. And... Is that an urn? Yeah, what's it to you? Bring it. Rory narrows his eyes. Maybe. I'll see you there. You don't have it. Don't bother coming. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's go back. Let's uh, circle back to Greg. Radio. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what we just. You uh, just climbed. Crushed... Yeah. Climb it up after Julius. Was exploded. Yeah, it's extremely windy, and it while it is dark where you live, it. I mean, it's you're used to at least some light pollution. I presume you live in a city. Yes. Uh, insert uh, large major metro. Yeah, you live in like a shithole like Columbus. Wow. <laughs> I'm messing with you. I know you are. Uh, yeah. So um, it is. You are used to light pollution where you are, but it's like you you live in it's like you're in New York or something right now because 
there was just light everywhere. And you look look off to your left, and you see uh, one of those giant. Um, uh, if you've seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine, one of those giant ass uh, holograms just kind of wandering up among the streets. That's not great. Yeah. Eat Joe's. I don't want to know what that sentence means in those in that order in this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps running up as quickly as he can. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Um, you eventually get up. You eventually get up to the top, and you are on what looks like a uh, the rooftop of a massive metroplex. Uh, the the roofs are so close together that you could easily jump jump from building to building if you were so inclined. This provided you just avoid the occasional uh, uh, airplane. What? Yeah, you know, you just occasional crash plane. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. Um, as you're saying that, you see one see one of the planes just kind of slowly, like it. it it's obviously going fast, and it's going straight into a tower. It hit. It hits one of these towers and just slams into it as if it was taffy, and it gets stuck about halfway in. No, no real structural damage to the building either. Is there like a sand check in this game? <laughs> this game is a sand check. This game yeah. is a sand check. <laughs> yes, the sand check is called permanent madness exhaustion. Okay. Uh... You already you're too exhausted to have a sand stat, basically. Uh Nick is wants to run in the opposite direction of that, so he'll try to hop across the way away from that. Okay. Are you heading towards um are like are you just trying to head towards a different building? It looks like there's a clock tower off in the distance, as well as apparently some sort of fortress built on uh, the rooftop. Neither of those options sounds good, but Nick's going to run for the clock tower. Okay. Maybe he'll wake up this way. Uh, Nick is going to just start running. Oh, you are awake. He keeps telling himself that. Alright, so this is going to be a a pain three check as you're running across the rooftops. Oh, great. Um, You can... As... uh, I would say madness won't won't really account here, but you can always use exhaustion if you just if you decide you want to become more tired. Um, if you add those points to your exhaustion, that would add, help with your uh, dexterity. Because I'm count- I'm counting this as a dexterity challenge for, for you. Alrighty. Uh, I think he's just gonna stick with his one exhaustion die. Reasonable. Nick isn't in that deep yet, so three dice is still a risk, we'll see how it goes. Or four dice total is still a risk, we'll see how it goes. Oh. Okay, which one was that on the Gen Con? Uh... Well, obviously Gen Con is the six and the Crystal Cast is the one, so that's three successes. I also got three successes. <laughs> that's a... How do pushes work in this game? Um, I am going to use uh, that shadow that I mentioned beforehand to make use of failure. There we go. Okay. So now you have you guys have access to hope, which will you'll be able to use to help heal stuff in a bit. Okay. So what I'm going to say is that you trip up and go f- face first down um, 
as you're trying to jump across uh, a bit of a a bit of a uh, leap, mm-hmm. you land, hit your face, oh. and then you start sliding backward across uh, off the uh, building. That's not good. Kind of, you hear what sounds like paper rustling in the uh, wind around you. Uh, he is going to try to madly grip anything he possibly can. Sure. Uh, this would also be a uh, this would also be a check for you. So in this case, I would say it's just your discipline dice and uh, any exhaustion you have. Uh, his exhaustion talent is that he is really nimble with his hands. You're good with your hands, but does that mean that you're good at climbing? Fair enough. Okay. Uh, he'll roll the four. Uh, actually, he feels like his life is in danger. I'll make it five. Okay. So what this means is uh, you automatically get two successes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whenever you decide to personally increase your exhaustion without like any prompting, hmm. the number of exhaustion dice you have will count as successes, and then you roll. Okay. Uh, do I still roll them? Or Yes, you do. Oh, wow. And you're in a bit of a more dangerous situation, so I'm actually rolling five dice on my end. <laughs> Probably a good thing I did that. Uh, Smart move. So with my bonuses, that's a total of five successes. Okay. Um, I got two successes, a six and a four and a four. Okay. What uh, uh, What are your uh, numbers? One, one, four, five, one, one, three, four, five, six. Okay. And what were the five and the six? Uh, one, the five was a discipline. The six was an exhaustion. Okay. In this case, pain still dominates. Um, what I'm going to say is that you, you actually exhaust yourself a little bit as you pull yourself up. Okay. But you're not like, you're not going to fall to your death. Mm -hmm. Um, as you look off, um, you hear some more, more paper rustling and you see, you appear to see what is an origami child just sort of drifting over towards you. Starts scrambling as hard as he can away. Okay. That's not good. Yeah, that's probably not great. Uh, Ethan. Uh-huh. Josh, you just felt... You are still grappling with the flaming jacket on your face as you have fallen down a sewer. <laughs> now, I can give you uh, two options here. You can either fall and not get hurt, but you still have a flaming jacket on your face, or the jacket can get, can get ripped off and you're going to get hurt. I'm going to go with option B. Get All hurt. Right. Lose jacket. Okay, so this is actually going to have a thematic thing. Um, as you fall, uh, you, you land um, really, really poorly, and you break your foot. Ow. So, oof. So congratulations, you now have a scar that's a, called a broken ankle. Broken ankle scar. Mm-hmm. The way scars work is they're little narrative things that can happen to you. Gotcha. Um, you can use a, uh, a ray of hope, which you guys now have access to, to either get rid of the scar or remove a fight or flight response or re- remove an exhaustion. It's basically how you keep yourself alive. Gotcha. But this is, this is very much the game of death spirals, so... Yeah. They don't uh, gonna get try to try to get to my foot. Realize my ankle's totally broken. Ah, uh, yeah, it's broken. Uh, look around my surroundings. Where am I? 
Um, you appear to be on in a street. Yeah. Where were you before? What city were you on? I was in I was in uh, Columbia, Missouri. This is not Columbia, Missouri. No, it isn't. Tall buildings. Yeah. Very tall buildings. Very close together. Chicago, New York. I don't know. Uh, or maybe they're not specific buildings. Maybe they're more like the form of a skyscraper. What is the usia of the skyscraper? I mean, what the is- like, yeah, the uh, like the ideal urban area center projected currently uh, would have tall buildings like this. Only if you believe in that concept as in that for the sake of which. Yeah. Which but... would go against your beliefs as a follower of Parmenides. Well, that's an, that's an intermediary uh, stage of belief. Uh, it's before you get to the, uh, like the true uh, understanding of the monad. Uh, the, uh, the forms are essentially a veil uh, but they're 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 a step on the path. I cover that in in my second chapter. Yeah, but your second chapter really needs a lot of work. Like e- even your advisor was saying the same thing as you were the other night when you you kept looking at it and just realizing that maybe maybe you're not using the right language to describe it. And maybe you should go back to the tractatus. And who are you talking to, anyways? Yeah, I yeah, just uh, okay. I should focus. No, I should not focus on where I am right now. I should not look at my practical situation. I should dwell in abstraction. That is the way out of this. Or maybe you should get a splint. Yeah, maybe a splint. (sighs) I cast about to look for material. Fashioned into a splint. Um, there's some there's some garbage on the ground. Like you could probably make something with uh, a bit of paper and uh, like some wood. There's uh, Bob's Burgers over there. There's Yield Splittery. Uh, apparently, there's just a place called Deadspin. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my uh, my splint put together. Sure. Um, you don't really have any, you don't really have any skills about medical. <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> so this is just a di- this is just dis- discipline and any exhaustion you have. Okay. So three discipline. I have one obju- exhaustion. <laughs> All right. So I have two successes. Uh, I have tied fours as my high die between discipline and exhaustion. Okay. All right. I just rolled three pain myself. I got three successes. So (laughs) this is going to be a great game for Josh. (laughs) Oh, Josh is having a great time. (laughs) So um, as you're working on tying up this makeshift splint out of like street trash and garbage, like cardboard boxes um a police officer walks up to you 
Hello. Sir, as you are aware, there is a very strong anti-vagrancy law in the city. Uh, we are going to have to bring you in. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a vagrant, sir. I'm. A, I'm a student. Oh, even worse. <laughs> what? It's a crime to be a student in this I know city. You in those liberal institutions. Oh, politics isn't uh, really important to me. You're anti anti fascists, Antifa mo- monsters, aren't you? I don't really believe that fascism is a concept, really, uh, with any kind of validity. So, no. Oh, have you know that this blue life matters? And that's when he. Life, pulls- lives oh, don't have color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's when he pulls out the baton. Speak him into nothingness. <laughs> lives do- lives don't have the property of coloredness. I really want that to be your attack. I really, <laughs> really want that to be your attack. I mean, that's valid. Yeah, let's do it. You're about to get. You're about to get police brutality. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to explain to him that uh, that there is no such thing uh, as uh, the concept of a uh, police uh, person. Uh, it's a confusion of, of categories uh, between oh. occupation and personhood. Could this not be a level six? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I want it to be that high. I want uh, to see what happens. This is two or three at the most. Okay. You're trying to convince. You're not trying to destroy through abstract language. Yeah, I'm not literally trying to uh, eliminate his existence, but I am trying to get him to stop doing what he's doing. Trying to eliminate the very concept of the police. <laughs> That's right. There's no such thing as a police. Just how Josh abolishes the police. <laughs> right. Can't abolish something that never existed. Um. So, <laughs> what am I rolling here? Three discipline dice. Mm-hmm. One exhaustion die, and hey, two. two to three but, badness dice. I'll let you go. decide how many you want to roll. I'm gonna go three. I'm gonna need all the dice I can get at this rate. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have four successes. My high die is a six on madness. Okay, I got three successes, and uh, your the high die is still madness. So, um. As he swings his truncheon at you, you feel a slight blast in your own head of just pure entitled aggrievement. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> and uh, the truncheon misses. You have no idea how. <laughs> it's your move. Uh yeah. Uh, does he look like he's gonna try to hit me again, or is he done? Oh for, sure. oh, for sure. Um, actually, the first thing he does is like, I need backup. I'm going to. Well, I have a busted ankle, so I can't run away. We've got a rogue philosopher on our hands. He is that. That's that an mace. accurate description. Fair <laughs> enough. Get the mace. And the mace, and the bear mace, <laughs> and the morning star. 
All right, officer. I I'm just gonna go quietly with you. I'm not resisting arrest. Oh, he said resisting arrest. He's resisting. <laughs> I can I consent to being arrested by you. You consent. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Arrest me harder, Daddy. <laughs> my NAP. Uh. <laughs> Yay! I made Greg sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Only the first one. So yeah, um, congratulations! You have just been arrested by the police, and that's when you notice the big old clockwork key sticking out of his back. Huh? <laughs> it's probably fine. Yeah, actually, uh, if I think about it for a while, that probably makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's definitely Jungian. Yeah, but that's uh, I mean, it's it corresponds to certain uh, you know, ideals of the police as a you know functionary of uh, the social compact. Um, and actually, it's uh, it's good that that's like visible because uh, it's better than it being you know hidden. Uh, for it to be exposed like that probably indicates that the, I'm gaining awareness of the uh, sort of uh, meta realities behind things. This is that's really encouraging. Dude, you're so fucking. I chose fire. to be here. <laughs> you did. I chose this. Uh, true. It's just like you're saying all this, and then you're just like it just finishes up with like I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, I'm saying all of this out loud. Like I'm not, none of this is internal. <laughs> all right. Speaking of somebody who chose to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's that time. So, um, you don't know how to get get over to the other side, but you really want to get over to the other side now. I really do. Is is the fire in the fireplace that isn't a fireplace still blue? Yep. I grabbed that off the, the mantle. Oh, oh hey there, son. Shut up, Dad. Come right again. Now. We're going on a trip, Dad. Oh, okay. Where are we going? That's a, that's a really good question. Just hang tight, and he puts puts the urn down on the floor, grabs the big fucking bar mirror off the wall, and kind of manhandles it into place so it looks more like a door. And then he picks up the urn, and he just stares at the mirror. Stares really hard. You know exactly what you need to do. You have to throw your dad at the mirror. Looks at the urn. Looks at the mirror. Looks at the urn. Goes into the kitchen, gets tape. Like, fucking clear plastic packing tape. And just wraps the shit out of the urn with the clear plastic packing tape to keep Dad inside. And he comes back. He looks at the mirror and he looks at the urn. He says, Alright, Dad, let's get rich. And he just fucking launches the urn at the mirror. Alright, that is clearly six madness right there. <laughs> Goddamn right it is. Weird. I'm roll- I'm gonna be rolling high too, because this is a bad way of getting into the city. I'm gonna um, 
I want to add two exhaustion dice to that. Can I do that? You can only add one at a time. Well, I will definitely add one. Cause... But keep in mind that that means you get, you get an automatic success when you uh, willingly add. Yeah, I want one, one success automatically. That's good. Um, Ugh, one, two, three, four, four. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, pain dominated. No, it didn't. Why? What'd you get? I have four sixes and four successes. Uh, what are the sixes in? Um, two in madness and two in discipline. I have two sixes and a five in pain. I have four sixes and a five. Nope. You have two sixes in madness and two sixes in discipline. Uh, okay. Well, I have a five in madness. Okay. Um, do you have any other fives? Uh, no, it goes six, six, five, four. I still win. I got two six, two fives, a four. Fuck. Yeah, so, um, you just threw your dad's ashes at, um, the mirror, and it went through, but a bunch of your dad's ashes are apparently stuck in the mirror now, inside of it. That's not good. I'm gonna say, uh, that's a... That's a fight check. I'm not even going to let you decide on whether it's a fight or flight response right there. Yeah, no, that's... Gotta get dead. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I roll fight? You just mark it, and um, you're going to rush right, right into that mirror and destroy it as you're going through. So you have no way out. Yeah, that's legit. I thought that's how that was going to go. Yeah. So, like, you see you see the ash just, like, trapped in some sort of liminal space, and you think, oh, no, I have just ruined my dad's uh, afterlife. What is wrong with me? Through the mirror. Mm-hmm. Through the mirror. All right, and you crash straight through the mirror. Um, Greg, you hear the sound of a mirror breaking, or a window breaking beneath you. As uh, the, uh, origami child is walking towards you. Uh, running to the fire escape to look over. Um, you see some rando in, like, khakis, or in, like, shredded jeans and, uh, flannel. Just, like, break through a window. Oh, thank God, a human. Uh, run down there. Run. So, yeah, you're, you're down there. Uh, Rory, that motherfucker who, uh, hurt your, who, who's fucking with your dad's ashes is right there. Uh, I want to be clear. You're stating uh, that good old uh, Nick is fucking around with my dad's ashes. That's what you think. That shit will not abide. You are a less than rational actor is what I'm saying. Correct. We gotta um, run. 
you need to help me fucking clean up my dad's ashes right fucking now, or I'm going to pound you into the dirt. Nick is having another mental break, and it's, he is, this is not his day. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come again? I just cast about it. Don't you see them? Help me clean this up. What does Nick see? Uh, yeah, you do see some ash on the ground. Um, it's falling through the grating of the emergency escape because you're on an emergency escape. Uh, sh- sure, but we got we got to run. There's uh, there's a thing up there. <laughs> you hear more paper rustling. I hurriedly start. It's starting to sound like ash. It, it's starting to sound like just. A newsy tornado. He picks. He picks up the ash. <laughs> With what? I don't know. <laughs> Your hands. This is a stressful situation, y'all. You like what? How are you doing this? You hear things coming. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you don't. Fu- you don't fucking care. But Nick. <laughs> uh. He just picks up clumps of ash and tosses it. Like, he knows he's not going to be able to get all of it, but he just hurriedly tosses what he can. You start realizing something, Nick, is that you control the universe. You remember what happened, you remember what happened with Julius when you, you squeezed Al. Maybe if you can do something right, maybe you can get it all together. And you don't have to worry anymore. It'll be fine. You won't have to worry ever again. Yeah. Nick. Tell me if this makes sense. Nick pushes in Teddy's. What would you call it? Snout? Is snout right? You're the biologist. Um, muzzle. Uh, he pushes in Nick's muzzle. As if Nick were cartoonishly sucking something in. Why don't you put some of uh, his ashes in Al's mouth? And then do it. I guess he's doing that, yes. So then the the effect in reality is the ash just starts supernaturally vacuuming back into the urn. Uh, no, it actually vacuums into Al. Oh, that's worse. Okay. Uh, yes, I'll do that. All right, I'm going to say that is three dice. Three madness dice? Or, or... Yeah, three madness dice. Or that's uh, what you're rolling. Uh, no, that's that's what you're getting. You're getting three three madness dice. I'm rolling six pain because shit's about to go bad. Okay. Uh, he's definitely applying both exhaustion. No, you always apply all exhaustion you have. Oh, okay. The way exhaustion works is the more exhaustion piles up, the more you are likely to succeed, but the, also the more likely you are to get tired. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's very much a razor's edge sort of thing. Okay. Um, five successes. Uh, one of each in ones. A two in discipline. A two in exhaustion. And then... Three fours, one discipline, two madness. 
I got two sixes and a and a five pain, so that means pain dominates. I get another bit of that medic metacurrency. You guys do have one hope token you can work with. I have two shadows. Okay. Um. So what I'm going to say happens here is you manage to suck up all of the ash into Al. Uh, simultaneously, all of the stuffing that was in Al gets blown out of blown out of his tail. No. Uh, he will try to grab at it and at least stuff it in his pockets to put it back in. Sure. Um, as you're doing that, which is this is actually why pain is dominating. Mm. Um, you look up. And you see several of these origami children just looking down at you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I just grab all of Al's stuffing. I uh, shove, it, shove it in my pockets and I say, we'll get the ash back in when we're down. We have to run now. Hey, mister. You want to be in the papers? No. Uh, whether you follow or not, Nick is now running down the stairs. I'm fucking going after you. That's my dad. I said, we'll change him out when we get down. Run, 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 run away. Yeah. Um, you guys start running, running down and, um, one of the children just jumps down and since they're made made of paper it just sort of kind of starts fluttering down right next to you are you sure you don't want to be in the papers a lot, lot of good things happen when you're in the papers when you're in the news you get a higher profile when you have a higher profile more people know you and when more people know you more people can help you and more, when more people can help you that's when you can make more money and that's when you can make more money that's when you become more powerful and that's when, when you become more powerful that's when you become the king you sure you don't want to be in the papers because I can get you in the papers I, if you want to be in the papers I can get you in the papers I'll, it's all I'll take uh, Nick is just screaming. <laughs> just here for the interview. Incoherently. I just need an interview, that's all. Okay, now, uh, do, do you spell that with four or five A's? <laughs> what the hell? Oh. <laughs> um... Local I... transplant says ah gets gets eaten by piranhas. Read all about what? it. What? Well, uh, just... as they say, if it's in the paper of record, it's true. I just reach out and tear the the tear the child in half. Sure. Child's made of paper. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it still gets to roll against you. I'm sure. Well, roll against uh, Greg, not Rory. Rory wasn't the one being eaten by piranhas. Well, no, that's just it's a, pos- a possible uh, a possible headline. Now, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, make that roll. Go for it. That that would definitely be some sort of exhaustion skill. Um. So I have an exhaustion talent. Which is? Drive. Not going to work here. So um, 
the way this works, um, if you are not using your exhaustion talent, you can basically choose to add a point of exhaustion to give you more dice to work with. It's just the exhaustion talents are the ones that automatically like get like if you decide to add, you get a bunch of successes. Um, I've had a really long day, and whatever this thing is, it needs to shut the fuck up. So, yeah, I'll add an extra exhaustion for that sweet, sweet success and roll five dice. Sure. Shut up! Um, two successes and a six on exhaustion and a five on discipline. No, excuse me. Three successes. Okay. Well, this means that you succeeded because I didn't get any successes and exhaustion dominates, which means that you are even more tired. So add another exhaustion. Add another exhaustion. How many points are you at now? Uh, three. Once you get to six points, you fall asleep. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah, definitely not bad. Nothing nothing bad could happen going to sleep in this horrible nightmare of irreality and, you know, clear hallucination. Mm-hmm. All right, so as the... Uh... As the origami child is like just talking to you, like, like yeah, no, you, you see, what you have to understand about the news is that it's really, it's really a thing about the future, where, where you think about what you want to be the truth, and then that's what we're here for, and then you just rip its head off. Yes. See, we got some Nick- QAnon shit going on here. Nick finds more breath to scream with. <laughs> Very reasonable. More screaming! More screaming! The screaming will end when the beatings are over. I mean, pretty much. How many more floors up are we? Uh, I'll say you guys are around the 10th floor at this point. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, it's... I want ground. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So I'm uh, running with the head of a origami child still clutched in one hand um, and call down to this person. Less screaming, please. It's been kind of a... One week since it's been... I will cut you. <laughs> um, it's been a really long day. Could you just tone down the screaming a little bit, please? Oh, I'll try. <sighs> All right, back to Josh. Wait, 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 wait. One last thing before we go back to Josh. Sure. I grab the thing. I'm looking at the the origami child's head in my hand. I kind of shove it at Nick. Do you know what the fuck this is? No. Oh, huh, apparently they caught Ghislaine Maxwell. Maxwell. Huh. And I just like let it go and flutter to the ground. And with that, back to uh, Josh. <laughs> so you're trying to get into like the more overarching concepts of like the is and isn't in a uh, in the mini the mini and one uh, philosophy. Yeah, I'm not sure how to think about that from like a metaphysical standpoint, which is when a. Uh, child's head made out of paper floats down and lands on you. 
I look at it. <laughs> Childs made a paper. Huh. huh, apparently Glenn Maxwell's been is in custody. I don't know who that is. I don't pay attention to the news. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Parmenides. You don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I literally don't read newspapers or follow uh any kind of uh any of the ephemeral uh, things as, as much as I possibly can. It's beneath they're, you. They're distractions. But uh, I idly look through this, this distracting thing to figure out why it's here. That's the more interesting question. Well, why is anyone here, really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in a... Again. In the larger sense, uh, movement is impossible, uh, and there's not really a sense in which things can go from one place to another. As you know, demonstrated that pretty ably. I but, mean, um, movement is impossible if you're a little bitch like Zeno. Fair. <laughs> Are you reading off of the distance? Yeah. <laughs> I just. Where? I'm going to look up in the sky uh, toward uh, the wherever this thing fell out of. There's screaming off in the distance. You actually see a pair of uh, folks um, climbing down an escape hat. Uh, what are those? What is it called? The fire, the fire escape. escape. Fire escape. Yes. I kept. It's all good. Uh, officer, it seems like there's some sort of uh, crime happening over there. God damn those Black Lives Matter activists. <sighs> Terrorists. Terrorists, all of them. And the officer pulls out a gigantic, just utter, like, fuck off Desert Eagle, except think Tex Avery's idea of a Desert Eagle. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Um, and begins firing off at you guys. Oh, fuck. Um, I am going to use the uh, mirror of the nearest uh, car parked in the alley to reflect the bullets back at the officer. Okay, but he's pointing them at you. Yeah, I'm going to get the mirror in between me and the officer. Okay, so you're going to in order to do this, you're going to have to jump like off two stories. You're getting close to the ground, but you're not quite there yet. Like I I'll, I'll allow it. It's just it's going to be tricky. And there's going to be a pretty good chance you're going to hurt yourself. No, he's just going to keep running down the stairs. Okay. Um, Nick will instinctively um, clutch Al really tightly in the leg. Hmm. Do you try subconsciously to crush the leg of the uh, police officer? Al just says in Julius's voice, you're hurting me. Please stop. Please. Please stop hurting me like this. Okay. Uh, 
So how many madness dice is that? Uh, that is, you are affecting reality, um, but it could hypothetically happen in real life, so I'll say four dice. Four dice. Okay, and then my two exhaustions. And you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to hurt Al. Uh, in the clutch, some of he undoes some of the stitching in the leg. Okay. Uh, this is going to be four pain on my end, so I'm gonna roll that here. Yeesh, we're doing some uh, white wolf levels of dice rolling. Yeah, that's that's the thing about don't rest your head. It, it's really satisfying at times too. So yeah, I just want to throw fucking sixteen dice at you. <laughs> I was gonna okay. say it's like we haven't broached the level of white wolf of um, what's it called? Starts with an E. Oh. No, 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 no. The game. Exalted. Of exalted. It's yeah. we're not throwing a literal bucket of dice at this yet. Uh, six successes. Oh, yeah. Nice. One, hey. one, two, 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 three. So, um, did you know that our brave officers bleed red, white, and blue? Oh, Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Um, An American flag starts pouring out of this cop's leg. I want to end it. I want to break it. I I hate... mm, I really don't like that. He he starts crawling, um, like limping towards the fire escape, just leaving behind a thin blue line of blood. Uh, that's uh, that's a little too on the nose, I think. <laughs> Is that in character or out yeah. of character or both? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Does you saying it's a little too on the nose have any game effects? I'm just curious. That's up to him. Yeah, you know, I think uh I think we need to commit a little bit harder to this uh to this analogy. Uh oh, no. and as as uh as the law dies, uh it uh it gives birth to freedom, I think. Oh, fuck. What the fuck does that mean? I think it's going to depend on whether you succeed or fail this role. <laughs> Let's roll some dice and find out. Don't have to tell me what you want to do here. That is what I'm going to do. Uh, I love how... Um, uh, I love how Josh is slowly turning into Omri. But in, like, the worst way. <laughs> Omri just refused to believe the sense of slight man to man was happening. Josh is refusing <laughs> to believe this is happening in the worst. Oh no, I believe this is happening. It's actually more real than uh what you would think of as the normal world. That's uh we're moving in the right direction here. We just need uh more reification of the form. I hate it. I cannot tell you the philosophy student in me hates it so much. <laughs> See, when I was studying philosophy, my main interest was a philosophy of mind and externalism. I don't give yeah. I don't give two shits about this metaphysics bullshit. 
All right. So what should I roll here? <laughs> um, I'll let you. I'll dealer's choice on however many madness dice you want to roll. <laughs> I'm gonna go with four. All right. Oh no. Okay. In which we speed run. Don't rest your head. Do I roll one? Do I still roll my exhaustion die too? You always roll your exhaustion dice, and you always roll your discipline. Okay. The only time you don't roll exhaustion dice is when you're not exhausted. Gotcha. Which we are never going to be ever again. And then four madness dice. All right. All right, so we have... Wow, I roll like shit. Uh, I roll two successes. Uh, my high is a six on the madness die. All right, I also rolled two successes and a high with a six on the paint die. Mm. What's your next highest on madness? Uh, then I have a five on, on madness. All right, madness dominates. So you get to choose fight, fight, or, uh, fight or flight. Fight. All right. So... How are you fighting this thing? You, you're finally starting to get kind of get an idea that maybe you can talk shit into reality. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, he's bleeding out. Uh, he's crawling toward the guys in the fire escape. Um, the uh, I'm just gonna start rattling off uh, like. Oh, let's go with like uh, Solon's code from ancient greek another option would just be officers who have been con- convicted of uh police brutality yeah i could do that uh but i want to be a little more classical in my in my strategy actually no it's the uh it's the roman it's the roman it's law. Seneca's, no, no it's seneca's discourse on the purpose of law yeah there we go <laughs> in latin mm-hmm Nick is having a really bad day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, they were using Latin in that video game I'm working on about impossible landscapes. No, no, segueing no, no, no. into a description of the uh, the method of punishment that the Romans used for those uh, convicted of treason against the state. Nice. So I just want us to take a moment to really appreciate how bad Nick's day is. Um, <laughs> he just killed his boyfriend, which, you know... Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. That's that's a that's a tomorrow Nick problem. So far off to a start. I haven't um, whether or not that was his boyfriend or whether or not he killed him. Yeah, you, they look like Nick, monsters to you. Tomorrow Nick problem. Um, then he's out on a fire escape, and these angry origami children start ranting at him about the news after the airplane crashed into the taffy building. Oh, yeah, I know. That happened, too. Then, as he's running away from that, the angry hipster dude starts yelling at him about ashes, which he then metaphysically sucks, or mystically, metaphysically, magically, you know, maybe it was a hallucination, sucks into his favorite stuffed alligator, and then he just fucking books it some cop starts shooting at him with a comically large gun and then this yahoo starts screaming latin at the cop (laughs) and then the cop explodes yeah (laughs) so greg how is next day going how does he feel really 
Nick in the no good, terrible, very bad. Uh, <laughs> Nick finds a few more breaths with which to scream. <laughs> Nick in the no good, very bad day. <laughs> Horrible, no good, very bad day. Uh, he drops down to the uh, ground floor. I turn to Rory. Where is your urn? Rory just produces it. Oh, that's that's lovely. Um, it's fucking covered in tape. There, no ashes ever came out of this. It, it, it makes is, no sense. Yeah, it's completely sealed. The ash is already back inside. Nope. Uh-huh. It's not. It's very clearly an owl. Can, can you open that real quick? Oh, yeah. No, he just pops it open like it's not even sealed. Uh, he uh, opens up Al's mouth and the ashes just come pouring out. Congratulations, you have a de-stuffed stuffed animal. Uh, he will stuff the stuffing back in the mouth. A de-stuffed animal. Oh, and, sad. Uh, uh, will sew back up both the tail and the uh, stitching that he uh, messed up, and he's just sitting on the ground, just sobbing and just saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I'm sorry. Where are you getting the needle and thread? Because you don't carry that with you, dude. Uh, that's a good question. And that is, I think, going to be your character arc. <laughs> Why are Everything you is so much? fine. What did I do to deserve this? You I didn't do anything to me. You didn't do. I do, buddy. You know I do. I I don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> so, um, and this is how the party gets together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. By the way, please tell me that the cop exploded in fireworks. <laughs> oh, the well, most patriotic of fireworks. Well, obviously. Rocket's red glare. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I hate it so much. Anyway. I, I, I'm Nick, and this is Al. Hi, my name's Josh. I'm in so much pain. Who is that? together, buddy. It's okay. Can we hear okay. Al? Yes, you can. Well, that's Who's that? Great. I got you back together, buddy. It's okay. I think this it's a stuffed Al. animal. Huh. It sounds just like your boyfriend. Huh. Uh, you, since I was three, why do you sound like Julius? While he's talking to his stuffed animal, I'm Rory. Um, so I crashed through a mirror to be here and found hmm. this dude screaming his way down a fire escape. How did you get here, and what the fuck is wrong with your foot? Oh. Oh, God! Oh, I'd forgotten about my ankle. Oh, yeah, it's it's hurt. Uh, it, it's pretty swollen up. It's not... Yeah, it's not, that's not very good. Oh, yeah, that doesn't feel good at all. 
Um, well, I fell down. I lit myself on fire and then fell down a manhole. Uh, so I, I think it was a manhole. I guess it must not have been a manhole, though, because uh, otherwise I couldn't have ended up on a street. I would have ended up in a sewer where we are right now. I. Are you. Are you psychopomps by any chance? What? Rory stops and goes. Wait, 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 wait. I feel like even Al says, what? I have a theory as to where we are. Did you just quote ancient Greek philosophy at me? Um, I was quoting it at the cop earlier. That was actually Roman philosophy. Oh, God, yeah. you're one of those. Okay. I think we're in... No, I think I know where we are. This is the thing. It's the... Uh... Parmenides called it the Halls of Night. It's a it's a realm uh, where uh, the human psyche is more open to uh, receiving uh, information of the from the uh, from the from the wisdom of nature. Uh, you know, you really sound like a dork when you say it like that. Probably, I should look for like I I know it's 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 a metaphor in the par. In the in the proem, but uh, look, Josh, basically Josh, we need to look for Josh. a tutelary goddess. I mean, some of this feels like Silent Heaven, but I don't know. They've they've had me. They've We're had me. going crazy. This is a hallucination. My dad, who has been dead for a quarter century, has been speaking to me from his urn. Oh, I've been speaking to you all all the time, son. You just haven't been listening. And that's yeah. probably a good idea, Dad. The that stuffed may- animal is talking to you. Look, as far as I'm concerned, the best thing that can come out of this is that I get to whatever the bazaar is. I can get my hands on a couple of big-ass gold coins, and I can go finally buy a cabin in the woods and fucking retire. Whatever brought y'all here? I didn't like how that movie ended. It wasn't the best movie, Dad. It's fine. Look. This place is super fucked up. As far as I'm concerned, we're all crazy. No, it makes a lot more sense here. No, 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 it doesn't. (laughs) No, it's uh, quite rational, if you think about it. Mm -mm, Nope. In tonight's game of Who Goes Nightmare, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan was always the enemy. <laughs> I usually am. <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> Not an unusual occurrence. <laughs> Remember, listeners, in a previous episode, Ethan's character decided that it was a great idea to shove his face in actual death goo. Also stand by that decision. <laughs> I like how in like RPX and Tech Diff, like the like the greater RPX Tech Diff universe, I'm well known as the person everyone is expects to be evil, and usually it's a very rational evil. 
<laughs> but Ethan's the one that's just like, oh yes, I shall drink the poison and then spit it upon all of you just to see what happens. Wait, what's this about QAnon? I'm intrigued. <laughs> glory. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. <laughs> he can't even defend himself. He knows it's uh, true. I do know it's true. <laughs> and I and I'm happy to be that guy. All right, anyways, back to the game. So, you've all been... We, we have gr- drawn the fellowship together. Yes. At least this two is- of you have goals. Yeah, I mean, I want to I find a tutelary goddess. There should be one somewhere. I, I just want to get out of here. Oh, you want to return to the... to the world of the seeming? You don't want to fix me? Of course, I want to fix you. You hurt me so much, and you don't want to fix me. No, of course, I want to fix you. That—that's part of getting out of here, Al. Oh, you loved me. Of course, I do. Wow. Of course, I do. Maybe, maybe they're gonna have a needle and some thread at that bazaar. I suppose yeah, the bazaar is probably as good a place to get started looking for tutelary goddesses as anywhere. <laughs> Just really interested in that tutelary goddess. That's what I'm here for. That's what Parmenides talked to. Uh, gave him the the whole idea for the poem. You know Parmenides was full of shit, right? No, Parmenides had it all figured out. If only we had his entire corpus. Filling uh, mm-hmm. in the gaps in the in the in the poem. I, that's what the goddess can give me. Fill in those gaps. Lost lines. Oh, we're talking about filling gaps, are we? <laughs> a lady of the night walks up. You can tell she is a lady of the night because there's not a lot of subtlety <laughs> in uh, the Mad City. Uh, uh, Nick instinctively covers Al's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I can uh, find all your gaps. No, huh. no, thank you. Actually, you may be able to help us. How do we get to the bazaar from here? Which one? I repeat whatever the fish malt dude said. He just said the bazaar. Fuck. Do you... Are you referring to the mildly bazaar? The... Uh... Technically bizarre, the practically not a bizarre, the bizarre bizarre, the bizarre of the bizarre of the night, the bizarre of the day, the bizarre of the day of the night, the bizarre of the day of the night of the day, the bizarre of the practically de- bizarre of day of the night of the day, or the bizarre bizarre bizarre. Maybe, maybe we should go to the most complicated one. That actually makes sense, which is not a great sign. Let's go to the most complex bizarre. Oh, the most complex bizarre is not open today. Let's go to the next most complex bazaar. Yes. Do you want to go to the simple complex bazaar? Or the no, military? We just, want to, we just want to go to the bizarre bazaar. The bizarre bazaar. Okay, the bizarre bazaar. Uh, yeah, I think stalls are going to be opening in the. Should be opening around 13. Nick's just holding his head. Huh. Rory really checks bad. his fucking watch. It is 12.33. And then he just stands there and blinks. 
Okay. Uh, so if you want to go to the Bazaar Bazaar, that's probably the best one for you. That's the biggest in the area. Um, ooh. Are you selling, little man? Says the Lady of the Night as she looks over at Rory. That has yet to be seen. I'm looking for a dude who spits fish. Not, not my kink, but to each their own. I don't yuck anyone's yums. But if if you're willing, if you if you're ready for a good time, I can I can introduce you to a few folks with with that urn. Nope. Now I'm looking for gold. That was the desire. Oh, okay. Bye, but I'm still in a relationship, I think. No, I won't tell anyone. I won't tell anyone. It's okay. No, no, thank you. You sure? Because I can blow your mind. I'm sure you can, (laughs) ma'am. Rory's very focused. Yeah, and then there's just Josh. (laughs) I'm just sort of taking in the scene here. Uh, Which way? Josh ever actually had a human relationship? Uh, I was married briefly. I don't like to talk about that. (laughs) It was before grad school. Yeah, it was it was a weird time in my life. You can answer that question after the podcast. Much more clear (laughs) after we're done. All right. Okay, well, if uh, well, if I can't interest you, then what you'll need to do is find a a spokesman. You, you usually the newsboys will get you to whatever bazaar you need to get to, but uh, they've been kind of riled up tonight. Um, maybe have you tried calling a cab? What? Yeah, have you tried calling a cab? Rory just, like, stares at her for a second and goes, I'm sorry, that makes so much sense. And just sticks his finger out and goes, Yo, cabby! A yellow New York cab shows up. All right, thank you, ma'am. We'll we'll take it from here. Hopefully the cab can get us there. Thank you, ma'am. He kind of bundles Nick into the cab. Um, and just stares at Josh. You coming? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm coming. Still has a very deeply broken foot. Oh, that really hurts. I limp. <laughs> <laughs> just reminding you guys, broken foot. Yeah, broken. Um, really I'm, broken. I'm interested in trying something, but I don't think it'll work with my powers. Because I'm supposed to be able to... I'm supposed to only hurt Al. But what if I were to actually try to repair the foot? And similarly, that would change reality so that it would heal his broken ankle. Wouldn't work. I figured. It was worth a shot. He's a voodoo doll. A very sad voodoo doll. You have a voodoo doll for reality. And it's Hmm. aware. Okay. Technically, it's a poppet because voodoo dolls, as... As conceived, are not a uh, Haitian invention. They're mainly English. Weird. I never would have guessed. I know. <laughs> yeah. You mean their racism told us? 
Who could have guessed? I, uh, I'm sure my ankle will be fine once I sort of get past the stage at which it's useful for my enlightenment. I don't like that sentence. <laughs> oh boy. The worst part is Rory, like, understa- Rory understands Josh in a sort of <laughs> direct, angry way. Having gone to the best schools and, you know, mm-hmm. absorbed the best teaching and just deeply resents him. Greg, you're the only person who doesn't understand Ethan right now and take that <laughs> blessing. <laughs> I know. So I, I'm going to turn, I guess we're in the cab now. I'm going to turn to Rory yeah. and say, so this, this gold you're after, uh, is it like a metaphor for like the final, you know, enlightenment, like, like in the alchemical sense? No, yeah. no, I'm actually looking for metal. Oh, cool. And uh, where am I taking you? Bizarre, bizarre. The bizarre, bizarre. All right, all right. Uh, that'll be uh, two wax. Uh, like a whack? Like, do we hit him? No. That... Two waxes. Like, like do we act, do you, you whack us or do we whack you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let this go. This is really beautiful. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know how this hu- works. Nick is just hugging Al. Two wax coins. W A X. Do you have oh, the wax? wax? Like candle wax. Oh no 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 no! I, I, that's that's too. You cut out there. That's way too rich for my blood. No, 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 no not that shit. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with Candle King. But like. Well, we, then I... Nick will check his pockets. Because um, he had some change in his wallet in his pants pocket. Rory pulls out his um, his change purse because he is a hipster and pulls out two wooden nickels. Will these do you for? Hmm. I've just realized, Ethan, you could use your powers and just to say, change comes with, within. <laughs> change is impossible. Yeah. There's no such thing as change. <sighs> I remember one time when I was 18, um, my stepmom gave me like $100 to like, go buy food. She's like, I want change. And then I came back with like $20 worth of food. She's like, where's the change? I'm like, oh, change comes from within. And she was so surprised by it that she let me keep the rest of the money. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) See, I'll also look in my pockets and pull out the coins I thought I had. Um, You do not have wax coins, either of you. Hmm. I've got these nice wooden nickels, and that seems like a a reasonable substitute. Uh, where'd they come from? They're buffalo nickels. They're old school, hipster ass buffalo nickels that he had in his change purse. What's a hipster? 
Uh-huh. Whatever the fuck I am. Define it. Ponchy middle-aged dude who tends bar and wears uh, flannel. Hmm. That doesn't seem right. But I suppose that definition, this, I can get you part of the way there. Would you take ten bucks? Depends on the bucks. I pull out a ten dollar American film. No, thank you. We we take actual money here. Wow. Nick is just that keeps getting worse. I don't we don't accept failed state currency. Oh. Well now he just shrugs and it's like, well, yeah. Reasonable. Uh, oh oh I have some of these as some arcade tokens. Will will that work? Depends on where they're from. Um it's probably a barcade. Oh oh yeah, it's from sixteen bit in Columbus. An actual real barcade. <laughs> they don't really have uh tokens, but we're in a madness world, so in this world <laughs> they do. See, I would have I would have suspe- uh accepted uh the spot from New Hampshire, which is simultaneously the world's largest arcade a museum, and also a museum to Ayn Rand. Whoa! <laughs> that's not okay. That's a thing. That actually exists. Wild. If I really wanted to get into it, but I don't know if Nick has traveled, uh, there was that old uh, arcade in Tokyo that was based on Kowloon Walled City. Oh, That ooh. would be a lot of appropriate. Ooh, Awkward. Yikes. But yeah, he'll offer some arcade tokens. Uh, sure. Yeah, but... This won't cover your fare all the way, but I can get it. Do you, do you, do you take cigarettes? No, no smoking. Oh, okay. He says as he is already mildly smoking, just from his hands. <laughs> All right. Last time uh, Josh had a cigarette. Oh, it's been a while. I definitely want one. You, you say sure no smoking? No smoking in the cabs? Yeah, no smoking in the cabs. Sorry, it's just regulations. Uh, Yo, you didn't have the Cubs the other night? Bunch of bums. <laughs> mm. I don't know what a cub is. <laughs> Aside from a baby... Bear. It was disgusting. I have never seen such pitiful baseball. Oh my god, it was sad. Like now, I I I I don't have a team. I, I am I'm there. I'm solely there for the stats. I'm just there for the port, sports. But uh, you know what? These Cubs just they can't hold a bat. They just need to have an opposable thumb. See, it's that's tragic. Just... That's the sort of thing I'm talking about. The metaphoric becoming the literal. It's a uh, it's a it's a process by which we ascend through the forms, past them, into the monad of the one. Have your friend has your friend been drinking? 
Please wake up. Please I, wake been up. drinking from a font of philosophy for too Please long. Please wake up. Please oh, wake I could eat some bourbon Please too. Please wake up. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyways, uh, he just kind of chats at you about sports. <laughs> I except not. Yeah. I, I am used to the the like the the cabbie patter, and mm-hmm. I just like repeat it back to him. In an endless cycle. Yeah. No, it's it, it's very just chill. I have a question. Yes. Could I use my exhaustion talent drive, which comes from being a cabbie, to produce such powerful cab-like talk that he cuts our fare and gets us all the way there? I'll allow it. Fascinating. <laughs> um, so uh, this is just six dice, as is. Uh, three discipline, three exhaustion, and I'm using my exhaustion talent. And I don't get... Do I add extra exhaustion for using it? Only if you want to improve your... I, improve. I, th- I think six dice is enough. I think it is. Uh, yeah. So, that's four successes. Um, and a five on discipline and a five on exhaustion. So, you you two get really inside baseball about the Teapot Dome scandal for some reason. (laughs) You don't know anything about Teapot Dome, but you're just like, yeah, that's bullshit. I thought you said you weren't going to plan on talking about it. <laughs> actually chosen the caddy power I would have gotten really into the teapot dome scandal <laughs> I love it but yeah this uh, I'm here for but yeah it's like okay uh, so this is the building you want to get to for the bazaar I think they're on the 13th floor today um, you'll need to get up there within the next six minutes or so or else the elevators are going to become aggressive uh, I, I will block uh, Nick starts out. running. Well, this is probably what the damaged ankle is for, is to make this a challenge. I just Fine! Um, Nick Nick just picks you up in a fireman carry and just starts running. Oh, that's very kind of you. I'm no going to follow Ven. Here, have the buffalo coins. Here we go. I, I toss the... Um, I, I toss him the uh, tokens before I pick up... Uh, pick him up. Uh, what a bunch of bums. As soon as uh, we're out of the cab, I uh, light up a cigarette while you're carrying me. <laughs> <laughs> we're just hop, 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 I really hop, didn't hop. like that sentence. Nick is running as fast as he can. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, so are you, you going to go through the elevator or uh, by stairs? Oh, I didn't elevator. like that sentence about the elevator. I'm going. No, to... I drag your ass into the elevator. No, no. elevator all the way. It's gonna be a lot faster. The elevator. But but but. I get into the mirror elevator, the, and still uh, in the window, I think. And and uh, start just pounding on the thirteenth floor button. Odds or evens. Uh, evens. Okay. 
Um, the elevator is crowded. Hmm. With what? People. What do you mean with what? <laughs> are, are you what okay? Do you, what do you mean with what has got to be the most horror game sentence out there? <laughs> are you okay, Nick? You, you, you doing all right, man? <laughs> no. Uh, is there not. enough room for us to squeeze in? It's going to be a bit of a tight fit, but you know. I'll, we'll try. <laughs> um... They look like monsters to you. Now, uh, is the elevator mirrored only on the ceiling, or is it the kind that's like mirrored all the way around? It's mirrored all the way around. Of course even, it is. Even the floor? No, not the floor. Ah, cowards. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody farts. You know, Pythagoras said that the various modes of music are basically uh, indications of the fundamental mathematical Somebody nature of reality. <laughs> Not here. Not here. Somebody in the audience just shushes you. Um, Tall and tan and young and lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rory reaches out to the elevator door. Okay. And is looking out on like into the living room of his first wife's mansion. You are. It's beautiful. It's well well appointed. She always had she always had an eye for uh style. Like most people think of rich folk rich folks' homes as just like symbols of gaudiness but she just always had she could always find tasteful objects and it's beautiful yeah do we also see this that's up to rory (laughs) rory do they see um no would make sense that's it's a more personal madness she always had such good taste dad I mean, so did I, but then again, you you and your your brother always just said I've been tasteless since I was born. Damn it, Dad. It's just, I know how hard you worked, but you... You didn't have her style, and I just... I mean, you don't either now. No. Never will. God, she was beautiful. Should have kept that job. I really should have. Anyway, where were we? The girl from Ipanema goes <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the comparison of those two madnesses. Like the quiet moment of like, what could have been? And poor Nick just like actually sad singing the girl from Ipanema <laughs> trying to make the bad men go away speaking of Nick yes 
You've realized something. Oh? Julius is dead. You don't need an excuse anymore. You don't have to come up with a reason to break up with him. Now, is that horrifying or exhilarating? That is the most terrifying thing for Nick, because he doesn't know which one it is. And that's what we're dealing with right now. You have to come to terms. Oh, I must decide. Um, You do? Josh is just crazy as shit. (laughs) Josh is um, fine here. Nick, uh, as Nick is reflecting on this, he sees into what he sees in the mirror is reflections of past fights of the times when Nick made fun of his weight of the times when Nick said he was wasting his time at his job at the times when he said that uh, they didn't have time to go to Nick's parents for Christmas. They only had time to go to Julius's that who cares about seeing Nick's parents. They don't care about you. And deep in his heart, Nick is glad that he's dead. And I thought Rory was going to take the dark turn. (laughs) (laughs) All you had to do was hurt me. Now you're free. I feel like now Nick is just... Staring in that is the that is Nick staring into the middle distance. Dang. And Josh is just like, you know, I really <laughs> think a lot about monads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the most divorced from reality. <laughs> No, I'm very in touch with reality. I'm extremely in touch with reality. Thank you very much. The only reality. For certain values of reality. There's only one thing. It's the only thing if we call it real. Um, So the elevator dings, and then everyone rushes out really fucking fast. Which means we're pushed out. Yep. Uh, One guy doesn't get out in time. Uh, the clock strikes 13, and as this guy tries to get out, he gets stuck in the elevator door. Uh, can I try to save him? I mean, yeah, you can save the part of him that you see. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the screaming starts again. <laughs> At which point I'm just kind of gently dragging Nick away from the elevator lobby. And welcome to the Bizarre Bazaar. For some reason, a uh, specific poem by uh, about goblins comes into y'all mind. Some sort of oh. goblin market. Mm. Aww. For the listeners, because obviously I know. (laughs) There's an old song about the goblin market. Hold up. Let me get it up. 
Goblin Market. Morning and evening made heard the goblins cry. Come buy our orchard fruits. Come buy, come buy. Apples and quinces, lemons and oranges, pumpkins and packed cherries, melons and raspberries. Bloom down cheeked peaches, swart headed mulberries, wild freeborn cranberries, crab apples, dewberries, pineapples, blackberries, apricot, strawberries, all ripe together in summer weather. Morns that pass by, fair eaves that fly, come by, come by, our grapes come fresh from the vine. Pomegranates full and fine, dates sharp, etc. Mm. It goes on for a long time. Of course it does. Oh, cataloging sounds so tedious. Mm-hmm. So, many so things. You you have made it to the market, the bazaar. Um, looking for a, some thread and a needle. Mm-hmm. Rory, I believe you are looking for the uh, the man with the fish. Yep, the keeper of the tame. Um, Josh, do you have anything particular in mind? Uh, I am looking for anybody who sells knowledge. Of course. What kind of knowledge? Uh, general knowledge, like knowledge in the abstract. (laughs) Wisdom, Sophia. (laughs) Josh would like one unit of knowledge, please. (laughs) Please give me one wisdom. Oh, yes. All right. So, um, in that case, let's start off with Nick. Yeah, the, the least, simplest thing. Yeah, the least abstract. <laughs> so how are you looking for this? Uh, just browsing the stalls. Okay. Um, you see some pickled jelly eels. You see the uh, the wishes of a child. You see the last thought your mom had before she commits suicide. You Whoa! See... What was that second one? Pickle Jelly Dills? No, the wishes. Um, I can't remember. Uh, childhood wishes, I think you said. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, the the wishes a child had before their dreams were crushed. That seems oddly appropriate. Nick actually says out loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. Of course. Uh, How much for the wishes? Uh, Which wishes? Wishes for revenge? Wishes for the uh, dream of a a dead uh, culture? Uh, The wishes of a child whose life has not been destroyed yet? Ooh, Ooh. A connoisseur, I see. That's no. the Jim stare to the camera moment. We always deal in barter here, so... Of course. What do you have to offer, son? Uh, what a Rolex device? Submariner? A really what nice a, watch? What a delightful little teddy bear. Is that ashes? Uh, No, most of them are back in the... Aaron, just a few left. Uh, Al's not for sale. Are you sure? There's a lot going on there. I you could, don't. You could make a very tidy profit. 
I know, but no, Al is not for sale. Al yeah. needs fixing. That's why I need the wishes. Ah, 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 you need wishes for that reason. Tell you what, I'm in a good mood. Give me your best memory. What? I'll give it to you for your best memory. Nick looks at Al. And as as the memory goes scraping out of his mind, he pictures... You don't remember what it is if you're giving it up. You just know what you've lost. So tell me what you've lost. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for the listener's sake. Yeah. Uh, A relaxing summer day. Age eight. Before his dad died. Before his mom killed herself. With his siblings. Including the sibling who ended up raising him. Uh, Just a pleasant day at the... At a park, grilling some hot dogs, throwing the frisbee, and Nick's just there with Al. Eight's probably still a little old to be carrying around a stuffed animal, but no one minded. And Just as Nick loses the memory of just kind of, you know, childishly dancing with Al... He sees Al in his present state, and I presume the jar is being handed to him? Yep. So, you now remember July 4th of 1992. That was the day your dad got me. That's when... That's when he started hitting the sauce really... And that's what you remember now. He knew it was coming, so he he got bitter about it. I opened up the jar and I put Al's head inside. All right. Rory. Drink up. All right, Rory, you're up. I look at the the shopkeeper. I'm looking for a man that vomits fish. Gonna have to be more specific. I mean, I vomit fish, but I also have a fish allergy, so I try not to eat it. This man may or may not produce fish in his gut. It seemed unclear at the time. Um, I give him the name that the dude gave me. What was the name? I don't remember. The player does not remember. <laughs> Neither does the character, then. I don't think they re- we had a name for them yet. Keeper of the Tain. I've mentioned it three times. Okay, Keeper of the Tain. Uh-huh. I say, I would like, I'm looking for the Keeper of the Tain. Hmm. Oh, mirror shit. Uh, well, in that case, you're going to want to go to the Double Secret Bazaar. Um, what you'll need to do is head into the tarot section, speak with the fortune not teller, and ask her to destroy the tower in front of you. That should get you to where you need to go. 
Thank you. And I start stomping off towards the tarot section. And tell them Melier sent you. I just kind of wave haphazardly. All right. So you head over to the uh, tarot section. I do. Find the knot teller. I do. So what future do you want me to destroy? The tower. That's not a good sentence. The tower. I need to get into the double secret bazaar to meet with the keeper of the Tain. Oh. You're one of them. Um, hmm. Have you considered giving up? Just from a professional standpoint, I, I always suggest you give up at this point. It, Rory just blinks at her and goes, I've come a really long way. And yeah. done impossible things. I'm going to find this dude and beat every single gold bar out of his gut that I can. Hey, Rebecca, <clears throat> take a shot. <laughs> Apparently, the keeper of the chain makes enemies. <laughs> to the point where there's a drinking game <laughs> alright your funeral uh that's <laughs> that's a nice urn urn's coming with me not if you want to get in there you gotta find something else to buy with to to buy passage then Rory stares at her for a second. You know what a tarot reader might like? No, I'm not a tarot reader. What do you consider yourself? I'm a tarot not reader. Hmm. How would... A year of graduate accounting do for you. How'd it do for you? Totally fucking useless. Bingo! Hmm. Now, how would you, as an insomniac in a world that doesn't really make sense and doesn't really follow regular logic, pitch a year of useless experience? I would pitch it as... That's the thing. Rory doesn't think it was useless. Rory's experiences were he was entirely on the right track and 
he was doing everything right. And he had a moment when his father died where it ceased to be meaningful. So in that case, then it was useless. Maybe that's the moment you're trying to sell. And what does that mean if you're willing to sell that moment of epiphany? But that's the point. He doesn't... He still believes that all of that knowledge was useful and good, and it was right. It's the way the world actually should work. And he wants to get... You know what he wants to sell? He wants to sell the hope that the world operates with rules. I was going to say the death of a dream, but that's worse. Yeah, I mean, you could also sell the epiphany, too. Go back to believing what you used to believe before your dad died. No, that door is closed. <laughs> it can Isn't it very though? easily be reopened. Tell you what. If you can get that bitch, Rebecca, from stealing my clients, I'll take those terms. And I'll get you over there. He just, like, quirks an eyebrow. Alright. Where's Rebecca? She's over by the spiderwebs. He kind of slews his gaze over to the spider webs. It's a whole lot of spider webs. Well. And now back to Josh. Everyone else had very specific things they were looking for, Josh. Um, You're kind of browsing. Like Gnosis? (laughs) Gnosticism. With it. Gee, anything like that? <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of gnosis. It's just the gnosis for what philosophy? Oh, uh, you get them all basically, and then you just like strip away the specifics of each one. Oh, and, uh, you find like the sort of like structural elements of them, not even the commonalities, but the structural elements. I need some structures. Okay, so like we're going to Seven Eleven and we're getting to the side of Gnosis. Yeah, so- ideally. Like, just run down the buffet, <laughs> get everything, <laughs> pile it together on a plate. Like you bring that up with like one of the like kiosks. They're like, that's not really how philosophy works. No, it's, you have to work backwards. Though. you got to start somewhere and then work backwards. Do you... um, I'm sorry, you got to give me a little more to work with here, man. Like uh, aporeia, you know? Like, uh, like how nothingness, or like the lack of... The lack of, of qualities. Is there anything just really, really bland? I mean, that that implies that you, you're just all about quality. Like, 
there are people who say that qualia don't exist. Right. Well, that's the thing. You want to see them in a form that I mean, it's it's more it's more it's easier to see that when they're they're sort of suppressed and difficult to to distinguish, even though they're still there. Obviously, in the sense that they can ever be there. Uh, but when they're not visible, it's easier to perceive that they don't exist. All right, out of character, Ethan. I am very much a hardcore externalist, so like, <laughs> like I don't believe in Qualia in the the begin, like at the forefront. So. Yeah. yeah, you got to work with me here, bud. Okay, I'm- so words. Let's start with words. Is there a language shop? Uh, yeah, there's uh, Tractates. Um, there's also Russell's, though a lot of folks don't like them. They think it's just overly... Um, Too mathematical. Overly simplistic. Yeah, actually, simplistic is what I want, though. Let's go there. Okay. You wanted this, Chris. You brought this on yourself. <laughs> I also studied philosophy, Adam. God damn it. <laughs> I just feel sorry for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I go into the shop. What do I see? Uh, an older Englishman. Of course. Of mm-hmm. course it is. Just uh, cleaning a glass that clearly does not need to be cleaned. It is purely, it, it's purely just visual. Huh. Now, uh, do you sell like the actions of doing that? I say pointing to the glass or just the sort of perceptions uh, that one receives while observing someone doing that. It depends on how one de- defines action and perception. Like if you define it as a metaphysical concept, then it is just the perception. You define it as a non-metaphysical concept, then I suppose it is the action as well as perception because you are perceiving me doing this, and I am acting on doing it. Ah, so you're distinguishing on the passive versus active uh, uh, quality here. Um, From one standpoint, one could also look at it from the quality of maybe you are just perceiving the concept of cleaning a glass as opposed to the actual glass being cleaned. Yes, uh, but the interesting thing is what happens when you get behind, beyond all of those um, those uh, perspectives uh, and sort of get into a meta-perspective where one examines whether one is looking at it that way or the other way and collapse those concepts, concepts into one thing. But where's the initial uh, perspective? Is it an overlying power? Is it from a an usia? Is it from a some sort of monist perspective? It's it's a real question here. Oh, it's not really a question. The monist thing is correct. Wow. Oh, it's so, really easy to demonstrate that. Oh, so you're a physicalist? Oh no, not at all. Oh, so you're wrong. No. What? no, I'm not wrong. Oh, okay. First of all, <laughs> standing over here as an actual physicalist, that's hilarious. But also, I love the image. Thank you, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure those words make meaning to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Adam, I'm a straight up externalist, too. Not even the physicalist. <laughs> nice. 
No, I'm a realist. Metaphysical realist. Mm-hmm. So anyway. <laughs> I figured what you meant. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, so what do I owe you for this? Hmm. What do you owe me? How how strong a Gnosis do you want? Strongest you got? Your belief. Hmm. Okay. Wait, what? How much of it? Like, all of it? All of it. I've been hoping for an opportunity to divest myself of belief. It's not really a helpful concept. You really need accuracy, not belief. Somewhere there's somebody arguing JTAB that just... (laughs) Their head just swiveled around and went, Say what, bitch? Just go for it. Just take it all. Just try it out of the... Out of my head. (laughs) This is going to be a fascinating role-playing challenge. (laughs) Okay. Um... (laughs) Boy... So, um, everyone just be impressed by the Ethan destroying his character challenge. <laughs> so fast. Speed run. <laughs> the part two is just going to be mean. <laughs> I don't think you understand what you're doing here, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> just free me from all my belief right now it's fine I think Do he it. does that's, the that's what makes it hilarious I'm rolling the outcome of this will, the outcome of this will, will demonstrate the validity or invalidity <laughs> of my philosophy quite clearly so let's let's make it happen alright I'm rolling 12 pain dice so. <laughs> you can still roll all once <laughs> Give me all my madness dice because I <laughs> no, want to make the world conform to my philosophical uh, outlook here. Even more like, exhausted. Outlook is temporary. With your yeah. explicit with your fucking g- game. Oh yeah, I know. Um, a- as one of the players in this game, I refuse to let you use our hope dice for this. <laughs> I think that kind of goes against the entire purpose. Oh yeah, that's that's I need to roll for this. See whether uh, see whether Josh is uh, <laughs> able to just force this world to be metaphysically realistic and uh, like <laughs> mathematically demonstrable. I, want, <laughs> I, I can't explain this. Belief. I think I want you to explain this to Caleb in the Mixers <laughs> Discord, Adam. But you can probably do that tomorrow when you're not. <laughs> I. I'm not sure I can, but I'm happy to try. I mean, I could try, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> I'm rolling. I've already rolled. Do it. Okay. Well, if I roll like the rest of the time I've rolled tonight, I am not going to win this. Let's see. Oh, this is not bad. Uh... Did all in black. One, two, three, four, five. I have six successes. Oh, seven successes. Oh, and my right. eye is the six in madness, unsurprisingly. Of course it is. <laughs> so what are you saying in the in the mouth of madness? 
All right. So uh, being divested of belief is an improvement of one's wisdom because uh, belief is a false form of knowledge. Uh, only uh, demonstrability is uh, true knowledge. Uh, and uh, it is uh, clearly demonstrable that there is no such thing as uh, motion, no such thing as division, no such thing as multiplicity, no such thing as anything except the one unmoved, eternal, and perfect monad. Blank. Or is this the... Is is this he dies, or is this we all die? I'm leaning towards we all die. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> depends on how uh, thorough my... Uh, <laughs> how thorough my... my in what <laughs> the way your power works is like adept magic yeah in, in an army right. right like you can kind of short circuit things in your area mm-hmm. for a short period of time yeah so you short circuited here in that i got six successes as nice. opposed to your seven <laughs> barely oh my yeah like it's it's real, real weedy. Like, and y- you're aware that maybe, like, leave <laughs> as soon as you get what you want. Yeah. So, uh, you're gonna get some pure uncut Gnosis. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, right gra- in my veins. <laughs> no, no, you just got it. Like, you don't it's know how to there. do it. You do not know how to inject it or inhale it or snort it or anything, but yeah. you gotta run. <laughs> <laughs> got it. I have the oneness. Yeah. I got one of them. <laughs> All right. You have a unit of gnosis. Congratulations. I have, I have a one. <laughs> Yay. All right. So let, let's just recap <laughs> for later. In order. Josh um, argued at not an analytical philosopher that we shall not name (laughs) that he's wrong, bitch, because I say so and it worked and thus obtained a unit of gnosis, (laughs) which is neat. Um, Nick got the dreams of an undespairing child in a bottle that he is bottle feeding to his pet stuffed fuzzy alligator. I mean, it's obviously my dream that I'm feeding to him. (laughs) Sure, buddy. Whatever makes you feel better. (laughs) And I'm playing go-between to try to transcend this particular bazaar to go to a different bazaar so I can have a fist fight with a dude that spits fish. Have I gotten this correct, Chris? That's Don't Rest Your Head? <laughs> yes. And I think this is actually a pretty good stopping point. So, Weird. Questions, <laughs> comments, suggestions? Uh, so this is Unknown Armies again. <laughs> no! No, it's no. not! No, it's not. This is much less tethered than Unknown Armies. Way surrealer. This, yeah. This was, and Chris, I say this with the highest respect, 
This was the most surreal game I have ever played. I still haven't heard the Night Vale game. Is this more or less surreal than Itrisvi? Itrisvi, I think, is more uh, like formally surreal because it's, it's like it's the way way things resolve. Yeah, it's dreamlike. While on uh, while uh, don't rest your head, like can get actively surreal. Mm-hmm. That was something. Yes, it was. That was Don't Rest Your Head. Um, I guess I'm calling this... I put Bizarre Bizarre, unless you have uh, another name. Uh, I was thinking Market Night. Market Night, alright. I like it. Uh, And there might be a part two. Who knows? <laughs> he barely succeeded. he barely avoided um, destroying all meaning. <laughs> uh, barely avoided reality collapse. That's right. I mean, I can run a part too if y'all want. I would I be into it if you if you would have me. Apple, <laughs> feel free to say no. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure it out um, off mic. So if this is the end, uh, it still somehow feels appropriate, and if it's not, uh, we'll see you in the next part. Uh, Good night, Internet. Good night. Hello, Internet. You are now experiencing technical difficulties. We're a role-playing game, actual play podcast. You can listen to us play through one-shots, campaigns of various games, including Delta Green, Eclipse Phase, Worldwide Wrestling, Red Markets, and more. With four-plus years of archives, there's something for everyone. Tune in with whatever podcast app you use by searching for Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast. Or visit us online at www.technicaldifficultiespod.com. Like what you hear? Join us on Patreon for sneak peeks and seats in quarterly games. Thanks for listening, and sorry for the technical difficulties.